What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath, and we are doing this parallels thing, and we're doing it with one of my favorite. We are talking cracked ice and its variations all over products for a long time. I'm doing it with my man, Jordan, at Northwoods Card Collector. He is the first person I thought about when I was thinking about doing cracked ice. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. This man loves cracked ice as much as me. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. But most importantly, tell a damn friend you're enjoying the Stacking Slabs podcast. Enjoy collecting. Enjoy the damn conversation. Let's do it. So when... I knew this parallel was going to be part of the series and Jordan, I want you to know that you're the first person I thought of when I thought of this parallel. I don't know if it's uh, because you and I did a deal where I have one of my favorite Manning cards of the modern era in the collection that it dawns this parallel or not, but I know you're a fan of cracked ice and we're going to be talking about it's many variations over the years. So welcome, excited to get going. How are you doing, man? Pretty good, Brett. Thanks for thinking of me. Um, I love Cracked Ice. It's probably one of my favorite uh, parallels of all time. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about it too. When I reached out to you, and this is kind of a like, uh, let everyone know how the sausage is made. But when I reached out to you, you asked a very like, very good question. And when I was thinking about this, and I'm glad you asked the question, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about it from the lens of contenders cracked ice, because that's what kind of comes first to my mind. But you asked, uh, are we going to be talking about the likes of Bowman Atomics, Crystal Atomics, Toph Sapphire? And I took a step back and I was like, you know, we can't really talk about contenders cracked ice without talking about kind of what came before it. So there, I feel like that in and of itself, there's a ton to talk about and I'm excited to dig in. Yeah, definitely. I feel like uh, there's some OG cracked ice, the early years that I'm sure Panini pulled their idea or developed their idea after it. So it'll be fun to talk about that too. Maybe we start with uh, the aesthetics. Um now, I, to me, cracked ice is one of those parallels. Like if you're you were just in Chicago for the Chicago show, and I feel like when you're walking through a show and you're looking at people's showcase, it's to me, it's always like a card, regardless of the player in the year, that catches my attention. And so, I, how would you describe just like the cracked ice technology and what makes it so special? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Whenever you're at a show or anything like like the Chicago Sports Spectacular, I'm not, I don't consider myself a big modern collector by any means. I mainly collect Peyton, and he retired in 2015, so it's kind of where the years I collect in. So I wouldn't consider myself a, a modern collector, but cracked ice is definitely one of those parallels that when you're scanning the booths and the tables with modern cards now, you see all these different type of variation or not variations but parallels these colors these tiger stripes these mosaic genesis but it's like when you see a, a crystals or a, a cracked ice that's one that immediately grabs your attention they're, they're very easy to spot and your eyes just kind of gravitate towards them and like you said it doesn't matter the player or the year of it you just you just genuinely look at it like oh your eyes are just attracted to it 
And I had thought about trying to, what's the best word to describe cracked ice? Um, a lot come to mind, like just the simple words like beautiful, gorgeous, awesome. So I had Googled on Beckett's website and under set information for cracked ice on Beckett.com, they actually used a, a term that I'll reference as far as for Bowman's Best, uh, mm -hmm. the Atomics. Uh, it said each card front featured a kaleidoscope refractive background. I think that's probably the most fancy way you can describe it, a kaleidoscope refractive background. And and they are really that cool. So, so that brings me to like this quote, and I've probably referenced it on here a few times, but from our good buddy, uh, the Captain 37, Kevin Randall, I remember like when I, maybe when I was like me, I can't remember if it's on a live or a showcase or something, but I, like there was this question that went his way that I'll never forget. And it was like, cause you know, he's like making his living professionally as a dealer. And you know, there's always this question. It's like, as a dealer, like what cards you keep? And he was like, I just, it's just like, I'm a little kid. Like I go to the cards and I, I pick them up and if it's shiny and it makes me happy, that's a card I'm going to want to keep in my collection. And when I like look through my case and look through the cracked ice cards in my case, I, these are like cards I just don't feel like selling because they just make me happy. And they, it's just the way the light hits it and shines. So I don't know if you feel the same way, but kind of make me give me that feeling like a kid collecting again whenever I get a new one or just admire different cards in my collection. Yeah, I, I share the the same sentiment that it's just one of those ones that you keep. I before well during I collect pay didn't, but uh, on a more larger scale as far as uh, modern cards, I collected Ty Hilton um, before I was Northwoods card collector. On Instagram, my handle was T.Y. Hilton Collector. So I, I had a huge PC of T.Y. Hilton, uh, obviously Colts wide receiver. Um, and I had all kinds of different like tops, variations of platinum, uh, tops finest, all these different parallels. But I eventually decided to sell off my T.Y. Hilton collection. Uh, on my game used stuff, I had a couple super fractors, black finites, but the one card that I kept out of the entire collection was a BGS 95 2012 cracked ice auto. That's the one card I kept out of my entire collection. And it's one card that I plan on keeping, don't plan on getting rid of. It's just kind of a reminder to me of, you know, the player collecting is fun. And that's just the one card that I loved over almost all the other ones. So I, I get what he means as as you, you mentioned, uh, Kevin, that they're just the cards that you want to keep. And I, I totally agree with that. Um, so we're going to spend a lot of time talking about kind of the product and set that that TY card came from. I feel like this whole episode, we could probably just focus in on 2012 contenders and talk about cracked ice and have fun. And we're, we'll get there. But I want to go back to like your DM to me. Um just starting point i know maybe we start with bowman atomics uh is do you, is to me that seems like the og or the granddaddy of the, that ushered in the cracked ice era that we live in is that how you see it something different like what makes those cards so special 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, the first year of Bowman's Best Atomic actually came in 1995. There was uh, some baseball. I don't know a whole lot about baseball, but I know that there was a card that had the Atomic Refractor um, in a baseball product. But once it started becoming more streamlined, a lot of people probably remember Kobe Bryant's rookie in Bowman. Um, he has a, a Bowman Atomic rookie in Bowman's Best. And um, I used Card Ladder um, earlier today. I just wanted to see what the, the highest selling um, Bowman Atomic card of all time mm. was. And it was a PSA 10 Kobe 1996 Atomic Refractor. And it sold for $61,000 in 2021. I was I was gonna say it had to be 2021, yeah, right? Yeah, totally makes <laughs> sense. That's the year it was. But all the top 11 sales of Bowman Atomic all time are all Kobe Bryant, and the next player is Shohei Otani. In 2018, he had or his Atomic Refractor Auto, and so I was like, okay, well Peyton's got to be on this list here somewhere. So a, a little bit farther down the list, uh, the most expensive. Peyton uh, Bowman Atomic that sold was uh, BGS 1010 of the autograph version of the uh, 7B, and that sold for twenty thousand. I'll mention it now since we just talked about the Peyton autograph. I want to give a little bit of a standing ovation to you, Brett, when you called out one of those Bowman Atomic autographs on PWCC. That that's a that's an issue with Bowman Atomic. It's such a, a shiny, like uh, smooth. Um, surface that the autograph can fade or autograph just didn't get on the card very well. They can be wiped and retraced or re-autographed. Uh, but you did a good job uh, calling that out. I think you started on Twitter, right? Or was it yeah. Instagram? But um, that's just one thing to to keep in mind when you when you do go after Bowman Atomic autographs. It's just because it has that little stamp in the top right corner that says certified autograph doesn't exactly mean that someone didn't do something scummy and wipe it and retrace it. So um, it's good to know your stuff as far as what the player's autograph actually looks like before bidding on it, which you, you did someone a really good service um, that that card had bids on it and uh, you did a good job making sure someone didn't get scammed basically. It and I'm and and I am not by any stretch of the imagination a big auto guy or like an auto expert, but damn, like our guy Peyton signs everything. You just met Peyton for the second time we got an autograph. We we all know what Peyton's auto looks like. He he hasn't changed it, and it's like we I you see this and it just it, it's it uh, stuck out like a sore thumb and through the kind of talking with everyone, it sounds like there was an individual at some point who maybe bought several of these and just did the old white job and redid it and sent them in and got past it. So we try to make public service announcements here. And uh, that that's a good one is because they're, they're not cheap, you're, you're, especially with players like man, like they're not cheap. They're going to cost you some money. So make sure you, you have a friend check it before you shell out the cash for it. Absolutely. And um, just another side note, earlier in the day, I uh, looked up some pack odds, if anybody, I mean, I, I always find these interesting because I've personally opened up uh, 1998 Bowman's Best hobby boxes myself and have never gotten anything good. I've opened probably three or four boxes. I've opened a lot of 98 product, but Bowman's Best is always my favorite because you can get atomics out of it. And they're one out of 82 packs, which actually doesn't sound too bad. That's like four boxes. No. 
three boxes around there, three or four boxes, but I haven't pulled one. It would be absolutely fun to pull one. It don't matter the player, but one out of eight, two packs isn't too bad, but the atomic refractor auto, which we were just talking about, uh, those are not numbered. They're just SP'd in the, if you figure out the pack odds, they're about 25. It's about print run of 25. And those are one in 6,437 packs. So they're pretty dang hard to hit. (laughs) So uh, this is always fascinating to me. It's like when there is a really cool parallel that is highly collectible, but comes out in a product that, I mean, OG football guys love Bowman's best, but I feel like it's not like the most attractive product in general across the board. Uh, Mid to maybe lower end-ish. I don't want to do the product a disservice because – I have a ton of nostalgia for it, but how do you like when you've got a parallel that's so powerful, like a cracked ice, like, do you feel like that can help elevate like a product, like a Bowman's best for like, not just like a period of time, but like maybe forever, because I think about Bowman's best in high regard, but I'm maybe not sure at the time of release collectors felt the same way. I definitely feel like that's your, your chase card. That's uh kind of like it essential credentials out of Fleer EX or, you know, insert your favorite parallel name here to whatever product. Atomic is definitely the one that, that carries uh, Bowman's best. Uh, they have some, you know, they have their basic refractors that are numbered out of 400 and they have uh, the Bowman's best performers. Um, those are also numbered. The Atomic version is numbered to 50. Um, I had a patent of that at one point, um, but I kept the, the base parallel atomic uh, PSA 10 uh, for myself. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree that that's definitely the parallel that, that carries that product. So we have, I, f- I, I feel a moral ob- obligation based on just, it just seems like these are just winners, but maybe we spend a moment here talking about the crystal atomic out of tops Chrome because while these cards are serial number to 139, I believe, I'm yep, not yep. sure I've, which for us snobby collectors seems like a lot, but I feel like I've never met someone who didn't fall in love with these cards and own these cards themselves. And seems like on those, there's just a little bit more of a special shine or special sprinkle. So talk to me about that year in that parallel. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Tops probably uses a different printer than Panini does or that Bowman did way back in 98. Well, Bowman is still part of Tops, but they probably do have a little bit of a different glossy finish to the surface of the card. But uh, yeah, the uh, Crystal Atomic is numbered to 139. As you mentioned, I used to have uh, four patents. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot you had a horde. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's not the first time I've been called a hoarder or anything like that. I eventually got moved on. I, I figured four was enough. It's time to share. So I just I ended up uh, sending some to PSA, got them graded and sold uh, the PSA nines. And I had two PSA tens out of that. And I ended up keeping one PSA ten. So I'm down to one now. I'm perfectly <laughs> fine with it. Um, but yeah, at, out of any player, the number to one thirty nine. Uh, Crystal Atomic. I mean, I believe Tops only did that one year uh, in 2011. There's no 2010 or 2012, 2013 Crystal Atomic. 
Um, so yeah, it's kind of a one hit wonder, kind of like you talked about with Paul with the 24 karat, which is, I have my own feelings about 24 karat, but another one hit wonder, I suppose you could say for crystal atomic, which makes it a little bit more special. That photo on the Manning card specifically, like you just see like the Patriot shoulder yeah. pad. It's, it's just like everything in that, you yeah. know, he's on the road in Foxborough. Like it's that card. That's one of my collection because I'm a atomic or cracked ice simp. And that shot is so nostalgic. I can never let it go. Definitely agree. Another, I guess, nostalgic part of it is, uh, Mike Trout has his 2011 Tops update. A lot of people know what that looks like. So if you're struggling to figure out what 2011 Tops looks like, that's that's just it, just in football form. So I'd love for you to maybe share, because this is an area that I'm very unfamiliar with, but Top Sapphire and uh, the cracked ice of it all in that product? Yeah, sure. So as far as Sapphire goes, I... The only thing I really know about Sapphire uh, as far as a collector is through F1. Yeah, I know a lot of people's eyes roll when they hear F1 because that got that got pumped to the moon and back by YouTubers and the, the sheesh crowd and whoever, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. Uh, I know a lot of people are kind of sick and tired of hearing about F1, but I love the sport. The more I dig into it, the more I want to learn and more I want to find out and just watch. And I'm infatuated with it. So. I've collected Lando Norris as far as F1 goes, the McLaren driver and 2020 Sapphire top Sapphire is kind of the main product in F1 that everybody loves to collect. It's also very expensive. And I wrote down, I used card ladder again, and I wrote down two of the highest sales. Um, one was the max per stop in one of one um, that went for $336,000. And that was not in 2021. That was this year. So wow. Still a lot of value with Tops F1. And the highest selling one uh, was a Lewis Hamilton one of one. That it's, I'm going to murder this. I think it's Pad Peradja Parallel. That's like a pinkish one of one. That sold for $740,000 in 2022. So a lot of value behind as far as F1 goes. And they're one of one sapphires. But uh, baseball. Uh, Star Wars has Sapphire cards. Um, they're they're along the same line as what you think Atomic and uh, the Cracked Ice are. But I got these uh, numbers from F1. There is the Aqua number to 99 color. Uh, there's a 70th anniversary number to 70. There's a gold number to 50. There's an orange to 25. Purple to 10, which is my favorite parallel. The, it, I don't know why I just love the purple color, but it's really awesome. And then there's the red to five and then the pad paracha to one. So I don't know. Tops Sapphire is kind of a newer product as far as cracked ice and uh, Bowman's best goes, but it's just another beautiful color variation, I guess, of cracked ice. So I don't want to veer too far off this, but I feel like there's not much of an opportunity on here typically to talk about F1 and the way you you like opened up talking about F1 was like the way I I heard it was like I really love this. I'm having a ton of fun learning. Like the more I watch and the more I learn, the more I enjoy collecting. But knowing that there's a group who kind of it's like this is why we can't have nice things. Like there's a group who kind of yeah. like have ruined perception. Like 
that happened as a wrestling card collector. That happened when the debut of Prism uh, dropped, where people came in and you know ran everything up and then left, and it was just a, a disaster. Now it, it the community is in I think a much better place, but I don't know like being a new collector in a new category and having to navigate that. Um, I don't know, like what, anything you want to share? Um, I guess, I guess it comes down to the old adage, collect what you like and not to sound superficial, but if I post, uh, I mean, I posted Lando Norris uh, cards before on my own Instagram and they get a third of the likes that uh, like a Peyton Manning card that I post does. Not that that really matters, but it, it's my collection. I'm going to post what I collect. Uh, but it just goes to show a lot of people don't maybe follow that sport, just like maybe a lot of people don't follow wrestling. Um, I'm, I'm not somebody who follows wrestling, but I'll still listen to your podcast because I enjoy the the passion behind it. I can learn about different sets and parallels when you talk about it. But yeah, I think if if you're passionate about something, no matter what somebody else thinks, like you always say, when people turn right, veer left and, and go down your own path, blaze your own trail. Of it, I okay. So we we've kind of set the stage, and I feel the the area it, now we're kind of headed to where I envision this conversation, and that's thinking about when I think about cracked ice, I think about it from the c- contenders' lens. So may, maybe we set the stage here and talk about our deal that happened. Where we won't we don't need to talk about anything specifically, but uh, with numbers and anything like that. But you had a freakish thing going on, which you do at times. And you mentioned you might be a little bit of a hoarder, but you at one time owned both PSA 10 copies of the 2012 Peyton Manning cracked ice. And this is the first year of contenders cracked ice Panini license. And it was a card that (laughs) I had I had been I DM'd you about it a couple of times and you're like, now nah, I'm good. I'm I'm hanging out to it. And finally one day you pinged me, you're like, you know what? I, I'm sure you were off like building a out of bankroll to buy something else bigger. And you had two copies, but you're like, hey, I'm ready to sell this. And it was like, I remember I was driving uh my daughter to daycare and I was like, how much money do I have right now? And I was like, okay, okay. I need to, I remember, I was like, let me think about this. When I got back to my desk at, at work, I was like, I need to buy this fucking card because this is the only chance. So that was the moment that I was like, I, I knew I knew you were a fan of Cracked Ice, but I, I felt like it, we had a, a bond after making that deal. So I want to thank you for letting me in, get that card in my collection, which I can't really see any circumstances for me to let go of that. But do you know, is are we, is this still a pop two? Do you know that at all? Shoot. If I wasn't using my phone to uh, record right now, <laughs> I'd check the little cert on the the QR code. I can let you know. Let's just say it is, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a pop one and I had a raw myself and I'm like, you know what? I don't really need to send this into PSA. I like it. I have a PSA 10. I have a raw, you know, I, I'm enjoying it in raw form. But I eventually got a bunch of cards together to give to one of my friends, uh, Cards and Snakes, to send off to a, for a PSA submission. I'm like, you know what? I'll just put it in the sub. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and it came back at 10. And I was like, holy crap, this is a pop too. I have both of them. This is awesome. So, and I think maybe you hit me up probably that same time I posted that I had both of them. And I think you had reached out to me and said, hey, do you plan on moving one? Of them? I'm like, 
I'm enjoying them both together right now. They're, they're like brother and sister. We're going <laughs> to keep them together for a minute. And eventually I was like, you know what? I could use the money to put towards something else. So I'm glad that you had shown interest in it and I could move it to a friend that I know is going to enjoy it as much as I do. So, yeah. I want to, I want to just let you know that that, so that card gave me the conviction around, I need to get all the Peyton's and cracked ice out of contenders. And it was like, I need to get all the Andrew Lux out of, out of contender. And like that, once I got that card, which I was like, it's the hardest card and to have it in a PSA 10, I was like, this is what I have to do. And when I completed that project, it was like, man, one of the most fun things I've ever done in collecting is just go out and seek that because it just seems that there's a sweet spot with these cracked ice veterans. I'm not, maybe Manning's a bad example, but just in general, it seems like these cards, especially the vets, uh, they, these cards are very, very cool. They're not super easy to find, but it seems like there's some affordability there, which I think is cool for collectors who want to pick up a cool card of a player that they PC. Yeah. As far as affordability, I think this was actually during 2021, 2022 when cards were, you know, skyrocketing in price, but there was a BGS nine, five, 2013 of the Peyton Manning that hit eBay. And I won that for like 85 bucks which I felt was a complete steal. Um, and I had tried doing what you uh, had done, uh, putting together the run of Peyton 2013 or 12, 13, 14, 15, and I couldn't find a 15. And I knew, I, I'm bringing this up, name up again, but Paul had a 2015. <laughs> and I, I sent him a message like, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. What do you think about selling it to me? He's like, eh, I think I'll hang on to it. And so it's like... <laughs> All, all of us in our Peyton Manning group chat, I think, kind of, you know, we want each other's cards. And the yes. response that we get is, no, nah, I think we're going to keep it. But that, you know what, we're collectors. That's that's just how how it is. But um, I gave up on that dream of putting together the Peyton run. But I'm glad you put it together. And it's cool that it led to, to luck as well. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so we love first in the hobby, right? And 2012 the look, the feel, the design of the 2012 contenders card in general, I think is just one of those cards that doesn't get talked about enough. There's just so much to work with. And then you layer in the cracked ice on top of it. So maybe just like start from the 2012, the design, what you think potentially like this parallel that we love in this first year Panini took over contenders, like what these cards like what you think about these cards yeah i think a couple years from now maybe five ten years down the road i think the hobby is going to look back and be like why didn't we go after uh, like cracked ice autos now of like i don't even want to think about what anthony richardson cracked ice autograph is going to go for out of contenders but the these non-autos these the veteran cards like i think the hobby is going to look back in a couple years and be like these things are really cool they're numbered to 25 or less it depends on the year um, it starts with serial number to 20 in 2012, then it goes to 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, and then it works backwards. So it's kind of like a pyramid as far as it goes up and down, and it just kind of rotates that way. Uh, but yeah, players like Tom Brady, I have never felt like buying a Tom Brady card before until I saw him in the Bucks uniform <laughs> in a cracked ice at one of these shows. It was like $1,000 or so, which to me, 
for a really cool parallel in rare form, $1,000 for Tom Brady kind of seemed like a deal to me. I don't know what it's worth now. I I have no clue. But at the time, I just thought that was just kind of a shocking tag. Like, that seems kind of cheap. But yeah, I think the hobby will start to appreciate cards a little more. I got it right here. I've, I've been looking at uh, it for inspiration. Uh, uh, <laughs> the pot. So Jordan's holding up the 2012 cracked ice Manning. And also something just really nerdy. Uh, and you should, if you ever get the opportunity, you should do this. But Jordan, when we when he sold me the card, he said, would you like the old label or yeah. would you like the new label? And I think I said dealer's choice is, was the move. Yeah. I think I have the old label is what I ended up with. Yeah. I, I sent you the one that was the, the first, the original pop one. And I kept the one that I self-subbed. So can you maybe talk about on the, like, what is it 20th edition yeah it's called the 20th edition or 20th anniversary for that reason it's the 20th uh, anniversary of contenders so panini was let's give panini some credit here they they produced a pretty (laughs) dang looking parallel and they never did to 20 and uh, they kept it years going forward but as i said that the serial number goes up one every year until it reaches 25 and it's gone down but yeah it's my favorite parallel that Panini has produced for sure. I never realized until we're having this conversation that that's what they were doing was just taking it up one year and then bringing it back down. You mentioned something when you were talking about the Brady, which I feel like is a sign of a powerful parallel is when you see the card and it's of a player that you do not collect and maybe at one point in your life despised, and it pulls you into pay, basically consider purchasing that. Like, is it, I have bought so many cards that maybe I don't all keep, but I just want a little taste because I see it and it's a player who I appreciate, but don't PC and I'll buy it. And it's like, sometimes people don't understand like buying cards and knowing that they're not going to be in your collection forever. But I, it's like, I'd rather have this card than I would cash. So why don't I buy this right now? So maybe sh- share a little bit about what you were feeling in that Brady experience or just, that in general, because I feel like cracked ice is is a parallel that can do that to you. Yeah, I, I guess that's that's kind of a good way to put it. it. It does that to you. Like like I said before, when you're looking at uh, cards and showcases and you're looking at Donruss Optic and Panini Prism and you're looking at Mosaic, but you come across a cracked ice, your eyes stop right there and they just look cool. Panini has kind of, I don't want to say watered down or ruined it. Uh, but they have produced a lot of like retail orange and red and green and pink that that aren't numbered. And it kind of makes it like two or three dollar cards. If you know, I mean, they're not exactly sought after hitting a cracked dice or get, hitting a crystal parallel. But um, I know the numbered versions of the Panini Prism colors do very well. I think Luka Doncic blue to 99 is one of the highest selling of panini prism colors um i have a a player that i i side pc it's a guy i went to high school with his name's timmy jernigan he played for the uh, philadelphia eagles when they won the super bowl but he was a rookie with the ravens in 2014 and he's in panini contenders and so i have about eight cracked ice autographs of his and i have the super bowl ticket one of one which is really special wow yeah, 2014 is a really awesome year of con- of contenders because there's a, a almost like a jumbo logo behind the player. Uh, I just think that's a really cool design of it, and plus it it's a little bit more 
icy than the others, if that makes I, sense. <laughs> I I'm so glad you took this right the segue, right? I was gonna bring up 2014 because it, you know, 2012 is fantastic. It's sleek, it's the first, but I don't know if if I'm back and being a kid again and I don't have any information, you're like point to the coolest one, like. 2014 is just the whole card is cracked ice and everyone listening who loves cracked ice and pays attention is all shaking your head because you know 2014 is the goat of all cracked ice i'm saying it here right now so i will just share this and would love your feedback mention the rookies of it all which i command the most money and there's the autographs but i again think there's an opportunity in terms of buying for value with vets and there's probably even more of an opportunity to buy for value in vets if you're looking at 2014 because just I don't know it just seems like it's a collector's card right now and just like the the collectors who PC certain players are the ones scooping it up exactly I mean even in basketball like Curry and Giannis and Luca and whoever else you want to think of like cracked ice isn't exactly expensive. It's it's pretty affordable and they're and they're only numbered to 25 or less, depending on what year you go after. If I were to say to somebody who wants to start a collection and they say what's an affordable parallel to go after, cracked dice is one of them. Like if you can't afford the the rubies or the essential credit, like that, that's more 90s stuff. But as far as modern, I would definitely say just take a look at it, see how much you like it. And if you like it, go for it, because they're awesome cards. You brought up basketball, and I know you're not a big basketball collector, but it, the impression I get is that the football cracked ice, it's 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 one of those weird scenarios where it just seems like the collector significance for football collectors and cracked ice is a lot higher than basketball collectors and cracked ice. And it honestly yeah. even goes to the level of, I feel like, and these are my feels based on observations, like us football guys, we just want like the paper contenders cracked ice. We're not necessarily looking maybe at optic contenders too much, but it seems like even in basketball, it's like people are looking at optic. So it's just like this weird like dynamic where like one segment likes one thing, the other likes the other, or doesn't maybe appreciate it as much. Right. Yeah. Football contenders definitely means more in football. I would definitely agree with that statement. Just like, Bowman, the first Bowman means more in baseball and baseball collectors. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think you're right that contenders means more to people as far as football goes, because I don't know. I guess you just don't see a lot of contenders, basketball autos going for ridiculous amounts. But I feel like the football autograph you want first to get of a rookie is the contenders autograph, whether it's a championship ticket or the cracked ice auto, it just, it means more to the football side of the hobby. And I'll tell the audience right now, typically I give my guests prep notes on what I want to talk about. And I literally thought I said it to Jordan, but I looked right before he never got it. So we're hope everyone make sure you DM Jordan, say he's doing a great job because he's doing it off. We're just winging it here, which is good. Yeah. I think this is a good conversation. Don't mention Peyton. You cannot mention Peyton Manning, not allowed. It can it could be any of these cracked ice products, variations, whatever. What would you say in your mind? Like, what are the most important in what product and what year cards that have this 
cracked ice technology involved in it? Like what comes to your mind first? I would say maybe the, as far as football contenders, probably the Mahomes. Brady doesn't have a, a cracked ice. So um, I would probably say Mahomes is probably your more most important cracked ice autograph as a rookie. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the most highest selling one in 2021. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would say Mahomes for sure. I'm not sure I can even like, is that vertical or horizontal? Vertical. Yeah. Is it? Vert- I know in some years, I think 26, they, there are some variations um, that, that are yeah, 2016. horizontal. Yeah. 2016 has the sepia uh, colors. And I think they decided that wasn't such a good idea. So they got rid of those. Uh, I didn't like them. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, Mahomes is your, your, your go-to for cracked ice rookie. Is there anyone um, maybe throwback outside of contenders into maybe one of those other products? Is there, who comes to your mind, not named Peyton Manning? Well, my mind goes right back to 1998 and I would say Randy Moss, Randy <laughs> Moss, what, Charles Woodson has some crazy guys that are collectors of his out there. They, they go hard for Charles Woodson. So, but you know what? I don't think I have ever seen a Charles Woodson cracked ice autograph. I know he has cracked ice rookies that are numbered to a hundred. I can't say that I've ever personally seen an autograph. I'm not looking up Charles Woodson cards, but I know Randy Moss does. Yeah. I would say either of them, them two guys out of 98. I like to take moments during this parallel series to just call out players who get brought up and who have awesome collectors and man collectors that I've been impressed with over the last, like maybe year or so one, I would say without question is like the Calvin Johnson collectors. They're just insane. And I love it because they all fight over his cards and they post them and they all look cool. And one maybe B or one A mix them up is like Charles Woodson. I like think about this all the time. I'm just like, man, people love Charles Woodson. And I don't know. Here's what I attribute it to. And you let me know how, what you think. But he's got like, there are a lot of Michigan football collectors out there. So there's the Michigan uh, fan base. And then you've got Packers and Raiders too, which are yeah, big collector fans. So you like multiply that and you just got a lot of Woodson fans out there and they make for, I feel like the collectors keep him steady in my heart and mind. I don't know what you think. Yeah. Charles Woodson won the Heisman over Peyton. So, I mean, his top Chrome rookie card is him holding the Heisman. So you've got guys out there that, you know, love him just for that reason. Like you said, as a Michigan guy. Okay. So let's bring it home with this, Jordan. I want to know from you. You think, and I, you're a homer on this, as I'm a homer, so try to be as partisan as possible. Where do you think the cracked ice parallel sits amongst modern parallels today? Uh, it's definitely, for me, it's top five, maybe top three. I, again, I, I'm a self-admitted non-modern uh, collector. You had Galactics on earlier. Those are awesome case hits. Genesis is kind of cool. I, I personally like cracked ice because it's numbered. Galactics aren't numbered. Um, I'm kind of more trending towards cracked ice, but just be for that reason, serial numbered reasons. You know exactly how many there are out there. You don't have to worry about the pop reports, but I would say cracked ice is probably it's number one for me. I'm a homer, like you said, but it's not too far behind for me. 
Um, but I can tell you this, Jordan, what I want to do after we get done here is just go to my case and look through and just enjoy them because they are awesome cards. And you know what I haven't done? What I'm going to do is put my Crystal Atomic Peyton next to my Contenders of Peyton and just look at how close they really are in terms of look and feel. Well, I know your <laughs> listeners are on the podcast. You can't see it, but I got the cracked ice from the Atomic next to each other. But uh, the Atomic for sure is your <laughs> more pretty parallel, but it's got the kaleidoscope colors, I guess, referring back to Beckett. But yeah. Look at these cards. I want you to look at them, stare at them right now. Are they, how close okay. are they in terms? Of, I mean, these are years apart. How close are they yeah. in terms of look? Yeah, no, very close. They're almost the exact same. The Bowman's Best has more color to it, but the shattering of the ice is identical. <laughs> Jordan, it was a blast getting super nerdy with you on Cracked Ice. Everyone's going to enjoy this. We all like to be nerds every now and again. Dude, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming with it. We'll have to do this again soon. Yep. Thanks for having me on, Brett. Always good catching up with Jordan. Passionate collector. Loved the conversation around the Cracked Ice Parallel. Do you enjoy Cracked Ice? If you do and you haven't already, share your damn cards. Tag me at Stacking Slabs. Have a great weekend. Happy collecting and talk to you soon. 